This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Last time, we were talking about conflict triggers, and we were talking about the tool, the Conflict Dynamics Profile, that's put out by Eckerd College in St. Petersburg, Florida. And we're going to continue with that tool today, adding a few more elements. So if you did not listen to the last episode, please do go back and listen, because there was a little bit of homework. So in last episode, we identified nine hot buttons that can be pressed in a conflict situation. And I want you to know which of these nine apply to you so that today, as we talk about the typical kind of destructive responses we might make, and we also talk about additional options on constructive choices, you will have in mind what's most relevant for you. So let's get started in talking about some of the most typical, I'll say, of the destructive responses that come automatically. Because when we are triggered, we go into fight-flight mode. And if you think about it, the fight-flight response is designed to protect us, and it's really designed to keep us from harm in the world. And so our body just kicks into gear to keep us alive yet another day. So one of the destructive responses that you might engage in is, number one, you might just retaliate and get revenge for whatever it is that the person has done to you. So, for example, maybe a person has stolen credit for your work and you want to get them back and you identify some way to get revenge and get them back. So that's one of the destructive responses. Number two, you might be so hurt by maybe a person yelling or screaming or um, being hostile in a workplace that you choose to avoid them in the future or you just ignore them and hope that it will go away. That may be an approach you use. Or number three, you might be so intimidated by that person's abrasive approach or whatever it is that they've done in the past that you might yield and give in to them. So that could be an inappropriate or less effective way that you might respond is yield or give in. That's number three. And number four, let's say in the face of some difficult circumstances going on, the boss micromanaging or whatever, you keep your emotions to yourself and you don't really share how you feel and you don't share what's going on. So that's number four, you hide your emotions. Or number five, you might actually criticize yourself. Rather than looking outside and saying, okay, what's going on? What other behavior is happening that's affecting me? You might go more internal and just self-criticize. Or number six, you might do what I'd call in these next three, fight fire with fire. And in fighting fire with fire, if they came at you with anger, you might come back with to them with anger and display anger yourself. Or number seven, they ridiculed you, they were sarcastic with you, so now you demean other people. That would be number seven, demeaning others. Or number eight, you might decide you're going to win at all costs, and therefore you're arguing for your position 
and you're staying firm on that position. Now, the bottom line is that none of these approaches that we've been talking about are actually effective. Even though they may feel good in the moment, none of these destructive approaches actually work or advance our cause to the place where we want them to be. So what I want to talk about next is what are the alternatives? What are some constructive approaches and ways that you could respond that work better so that if you stop yourself, recognize that you're being triggered, then you could have some choices. So another part of the conflict dynamics profile is a section on the constructive behaviors that we could actually engage in. So number one is even delay responding. Sometimes right now is not the right time to intervene. If someone is yelling at you in the workplace and emotions are running high, you might need to stop at that point and say, this is not the time to continue. I'll come back later. All right, so let's say you choose number one, which is delay responding. That may be so that you could go into what I'll call number two, which is a reflective thinking process. In other words, you can stop, you can analyze the situation, you can think about the pros and cons of your options and what's your best choice. So while you're in the delay mode, reflect and think. And then number three is about adapting. It's staying flexible and it's really figuring out and thinking about how can I make the best of this situation? So you're still at this moment in a thinking mode, you're adapting, you're figuring out what to do next. Number four is reaching out. So now that you've delayed, now that you've thought about it, you're being flexible, you can begin to reach out to that other person and make that first move towards them, hold out the olive branch and try to make some amends and what's going on. So what might that look like? It could look like number five, where you're actually expressing emotions, where you're talking honestly with that other person and you're letting them know how you felt. So when you yelled at me, when we were standing in public at the water cooler, I felt really embarrassed. You might need to say something like that to the person and then begin to negotiate for something different. So you might start with that number five, expressing emotions. And then number six is called perspective taking. This is where you actually put yourself in the other person's position or in their shoes, and you try to understand things from their point of view. Now, even though it might not have been appropriate for my colleague to yell in the workplace, if I practice perspective taking, I would say, well, you know, I can understand that you were really upset that this contract did not move forward at the designated time in the way that we thought it should happen. And so I can understand that. Now, I'm wondering what else we could do differently than where we've gotten to now, which gets to number seven, which is creating solutions where we get to brainstorm together, we get to ask some questions together, and then create that win-win co-created solution to moving forward. So if I had to sort of think about it in terms of all seven of these constructive approaches, one is sort of like stop and think. It's one piece of it. Number two, reach out and express. And then number three is 
work together to getting to the desired place that's constructive and that will work for both of you and the organization. Remember, we don't always have control over what other people do. In fact, we don't have control over what other people do. However, we do have power and agency concerning our own choices. We just have to stop, reflect, listen, figure out what's going on, and then we will increase the options available to us so we can exercise the choices that are in our best interest. So with that in mind, here's the homework assignment I'd like to leave you with this time. I'd like to suggest that you think of a conflict situation that you're going through right now and identify the hot buttons that emerge in that conflict situation for you and identify the destructive kind of behaviors that automatically pop up in your case given your particular hot buttons, and then I want you to map out what could you do instead. So be thinking about how you've already responded in the past, and it might be with some of those destructive things or some things that didn't work, and then I want you to think about what are two or three, maybe more, alternative responses you could put into play, make it very specific to that situation, and then go out and practice something different. And I'd love to hear what kind of experience you have. So feel free to be in touch. Let me know how the constructive approach worked for you. See you next time. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.